Hey, all right, much better. You know, you know what I don't get about Skype? Every time I close it, it, it gives me this warning message saying like, you know you're not going to be able to receive calls or send messages, right? It's like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm closing that's, the app. Yeah, I don't, don't want to get those things. It's just so weird. It's like a, a weird little... Uh, Skype doesn't understand the concept of hanging the fucking yeah. phone up. It's like, dude, I, I said no. It's, it's just, just <laughs> fucking back up, okay? There's a reason why I'm closing you. But you won't get your messages if you message me. Yeah, I, I, I know, dude. Like, there are other ways to reach me. You're not the only method I use to communicate with the outside world. No, you're not listening. Just, just here, drink this. <laughs> what, Skype. What is this? Jesus, Skype. Skype. <laughs> I didn't realize Skype was Bill Cosby. <laughs> Went dark really fast. So, um, what? Yeah, what? I did zero to 60. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 14. We're, we're moving and shaking here. It's pretty good. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but you know what's great? Um, sometimes I'm like, what what are we gonna what are we gonna do? What are we gonna cover in uh, in this podcast? And then I just like hit up Twitter and I find something that's so perfect. Oh, sweet! Art up to start up a conversation. Uh, this comes from Donnie Cates on Twitter, who's uh, the writer on uh, on the Ghost Fleet from Dark Horse and uh, the recently wrapped Inceptor, Interceptors from uh, from Heavy Metal, and he just wrote about how. Him and a friend had a long and very scientifically scientific discussion about who has the biggest wang in the Marvel universe. Oh, the Hulk. Well, he had a different answer, and one that actually makes a lot of sense. He says, at first they thought it had to be Thor, and then they said, well, no, wait, Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill is just Thor, but he's a horse. So oh. it's. <laughs> <laughs> Like holy Jeez. shit, he's right. Like you, you, you got, like yeah, right. You could argue the Hulk, but or like the Thing or something like that. But I'm like, it's Thor with a, as a horse. Yeah. July <laughs> July third, two thousand sixteen. The first time I ever thought of Beta Ray Bill's dick. All right. Won't be the last though. Well. <laughs> so uh, so thank thank you to Donny Cates for giving me that 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 tidbit. Hats off to him. He's at Don Cates on Twitter. And if you haven't read his book, he's a really funny writer. Um, has has got some great stuff there. So you would you would love his stuff. Ghost Fleet and and Interceptor. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really fun. Really big action. Just like ridiculous fights and stuff. But like I like those things. Always always funny. Uh, he's a really really great writer. So definitely worth checking out his stuff. So in other uh, in other news, what else we got? Um, Captain America. <laughs> we fucking told you you morons you fucking assholes out you, there all you had to do was wait a month that's it one well, month well so uh, to recap issue one of captain america steve rogers volume whatever the fuck they're calling it now um the end of the episode the end of the issue steve rogers throws some dude out of a plane and then turns to the reader i guess and says hail hydra and then the internet lost its fucking mind and were sending in death threats to writer Nick Spencer. They were burning books with, well, with, by the way, setting them on fire with lighter fluid. Again, like it's a piece of paper. Shouldn't be that hard. And it's, an, and I'm sure it's Marvel, nature's lighter fluid. Yeah, I'm sure Marvel doesn't use like the best quality paper out there. So, you know, it should, shouldn't have been that hard to burn, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, but we we said from the beginning, like, look, it's a it's a comic book. Like these kinds of stupid shit happens all the time. It's a cliffhanger ending. They're gonna come back and do something. Relax. But everyone just went off the fucking deep end and calling him a Nazi and all this other shit. And 
and you know uh, what was it axel alonso or nick spencer one of them were out there in the press saying like no this is definitely steve rogers it's not a clone it's not something else it's not mind control but you threw it out there uh the, the theory uh what was what, what was the um that uh that living cosmic cube kid yeah, so He's responsible a, for turning this world into this world. Yeah, in a in a world where there is a thing called the Cosmic Cube, let alone one that is living and sentient and able to speak and 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 do stuff, you you wouldn't think like maybe there's something like that going on. Yeah. But no, everyone lost their fucking mind and sure enough, it was the fucking Cosmic Cube kid. So that that altered reality so that something happened where Captain America is a Hydra agent. And guess what? They can change that shit back. It's a reality-altering device, okay? Yeah. Relax, everybody. But uh, what I liked even more... Is, so I didn't really see anyone backtracking on it and be like, Whoa, 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 I'm sorry, Nick Spencer, for all the death threats I sent you on Twitter. My bad. I'm going to keep reading your comic. I don't think <laughs> anyone said that. Please tell me they're doubling down and be like, I'm definitely going to fucking kill you yeah, fuck now. You now, man. You made me look like an asshole in front of all my friends. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, no, in- instead, you know, what What I, the best thing I read was a, a quickly retracted post from Paste Magazine. Did you see this? How they said, um, well, Marvel back, quickly backtracked on everything and changed everything on, on what they were doing for Captain America to, because of the Twitter outrage. They didn't backtrack, you fucking morons. They just did what they planned to do. Just kept doing This because... story has been in the can for a long time now. They didn't backtrack <laughs> because... Uh, what is this, Paste Magazine? Go back to reviewing fucking uh, uh, CDs or some other indie bullshit that we don't know about. Paste um, Magazine. Oh, I'm going to fucking light these fuckers up. No, I'm not. Why? 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 What's the point of that? <laughs> what am I Calm down, BJ. Problem. Yeah, it's like, God, just it. burn I'm a gonna, book and go to bed. I'm going to buy a copy of Paste Magazine and then set it on fire. Here's the thing. I don't think they print Paste Magazine anymore. <laughs> There's no, there, no, of course the not a thing. <laughs> because no one reads those. No. But, um, the, but they had to quickly retract it because like the way that comics are produced... Number two was, like, done already. By the time, like, number one came out, number two was either done or almost done. Which is why, like, when you, if you look at letters columns in the few comics that still have them, the first two issues don't have any letter columns. Because they don't have any letters to talk about because people haven't read the book yet. (laughs) So, to say that they were able to go back and in the span of one month, trash everything that they had done already for the second issue rewrite it then also have the artist redraw it have the colorist the inker the letterer everyone do the exact same thing again but for a brand new book that changes it because the fans freak the fuck out is stupid yeah it's an asinine thing to say because that's just not if, how if, business works if they did try to do that that book would have been canceled immediately <laughs> <laughs> or there would have been a noticeable delay but there was yeah. there was no delay whatsoever they had they kept going Paste a magazine. Fuck your mother, you idiots. (laughs) I mean, there have there is history in in that there are some stories that have been changed in the past because whether like something got leaked or something like I think the biggest one was who the villain was in DC Zero Hour. From what I read, it was supposed to be Captain Adam, and then at the last minute they changed it to someone else because that leaked. And everyone knew about it, so they're like, "Oh no, it's not!" And then they just like hastily changed this. That didn't really work. Um, but you know, that was like what the '90s, so anything went. No one was really reading comics back then, anyway. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh. Fucking Captain America! Happy Fourth of July, rational Happy- people. You yeah. were right. 
You're welcome. All right. But again, it's it's comics. Okay. This is not the first, nor it will be the last stupid thing that happens in comics. And I'm not even saying that it's stupid. This has a story. Nick Spencer is one hell of a writer, and for you know he has a plan and he's taking it there. But this is how serialized storytelling works: is that you start, you tell bits and pieces, and you get you get a chapter each month on the on on the story, and then at the end. It's one entire book. So maybe you should just wait for the trade, assholes. That was an excellent explanation for a child who is unfamiliar with storytelling. <laughs> and you're telling this to adults. Yeah, like, can you think about it like from a different medium? Let's say you only read Harry Potter one month, one chapter at a time every month. Would you think that like something ended and you're like, oh my god! this happened like harry potter's totally dead and then the next chapter picks up oh no he's totally alive again or 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 like they you know an ep a tv show that you watch where you know they cut to a commercial right when something crazy happens like oh they're surely dead no you don't like find out in a month it comes back and you're able yeah. to watch the rest of it or you get the you you pick up in the next week and it tells you those things because again that's how serialized storytelling works um and you would think that in a modern society where we've had decades of we've had like 75 years worth of comics and we've had however many years probably about the same amount of television and and serialized storytelling in that manner that someone would have went hey maybe we should just wait for the second issue instead of yeah. but now we have twitter where we can all be dicks to people and actually send them messages and say you you know it's one thing to say i didn't like the book that you made which first of all if you're saying that unless you have some sort of criticism to go with it to say i didn't like it because you know, you did this, or your grammar was poor, or, you know, Captain America had a mustache the entire time. Like, not that <laughs> I did. I, did. I would read a book with Captain America had a mustache for some reason. Like, yeah. But to do that, and you you could you can actually speak to these people, uh, just wait a fucking month, guys. Like, that's all you gotta do. It's not that long. Not that hard. It's not that long of a time. Like, you wait, what, like six months for Game of Thrones to come back? Like, do you think the way that Game of Thrones ended, which we will get to this episode, Yay! uh, that it's like, oh, well, it's over. Like, obviously, all this shit is the end. Like, there was a big the end afterwards, and that was it, right? <laughs> like, George R. R. Martin just said, fuck it, and just didn't even bother finishing the books now. That's what happened? No, <laughs> because they keep telling the story. You might want to talk to Walking Dead fans about that one, too. <laughs> Fucking idiots another, losing their oh, minds over a cliffhanger. Kevin Smith actually had a great point on this, saying, you know, comics are all second acts. You know, it's it's never you're you you've seen the origin a bunch of times, and it's just constantly going on. It doesn't end. Batman's not just gonna catch the Joker, and then yeah. and it's just a big the end at the end of it. it. Doesn't work that way. So they're gonna keep it going because Captain America is owned by a mega corporation that is, and that character is being used in so many things <laughs> to make tons and tons of money. So, yeah, they're not just going to leave it like that and go, well, he's a Hydra agent. Goodbye forever. Thanks for your money. And uh, that's it. But, no, they kept going. Yeah. These things work. We were right. We called it. Yeah. Fucking A, man. We called the exact thing that happened. <laughs> now, if only we could use that on, on actual things that matter, like the lottery or the, the stock lottery. market. Yeah. Instead of just Jeez. comic books. But I don't understand stocks. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I don't get it. There's a reason why we're just doing a podcast for no money instead of like monetizing <laughs> it in some way. Uh, oh God, I was just gonna say about this serialized thing again, but I I lost it. But uh, you know, oh, what I was thinking. Can you imagine like if at I don't know if they have them, but like at Disney, I know they had them at Universal where 
there's like people dressed as comic book characters. Can you imagine if some asshole went up to like the guy dressed as Captain America at like Universal and started giving him a hard time about this? You know what? I bet it has happened. That's the thing. Like I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Is the why thing. are you a Nazi now? Yeah. Oh, why? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you're here when you're you should be working with Hydra, you fucking Nazi. Like, kid, kid it's probably 98 like, degrees. I get paid eight dollars an hour. I'm in this, fuck I'm out in of this, my like, face. Basically, in this giant sweatsuit, so I can uh, pose for pictures with people like you who you just took a picture with me, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure I'm I'm just I, I wouldn't be surprised. That's the that's the thing. Like, I I. I know that nerd culture is such that we can't can't just take a good thing without shitting all over it. So, yeah, that probably happened. Some asshole went up to some poor guy dressed in in sweltering heat, uh, dressed as Captain America, just doing his job, and got accosted about being a a Nazi. Now, yeah, like all those princesses get hit on all day, so I'm sure somebody had to call some Captain Nazi, Captain America, Nazi. Guarantee it. Uh, see, we're better than this, nerd nerds. We are. We really no, are. No, we're not. No, nope, we're not. Can we can be. Again, I point to Bat Kid. Okay, like we're capable of great things, but we squander it on stupid bullshit, like calling Captain America a Nazi and yeah. and sending death threats to the writer. Sterilize yourselves, please. I really, I please really sterilize do hope. I really do hope at least one person who who yelled at Nick Spencer. Sent him an apology after reading the next issue. Then like, no way. Because the internet doesn't apologize. You know, except you, the, you to it. Zack Snyder, apparently. That's the only guy what? that the internet has ever apologized to. For what? <laughs> For a fucking Batman, Superman director's cut. Apparently, oh, it, apparently it makes the movie uh, much better. Well, then why didn't they release that one? Because you can't release a three-hour superhero <laughs> movie in the middle of summer. They just you can if you try, okay? You can, not unless you have like a ninety fucking screen theater. Yeah, you you, you gotta get yeah, I get people out of those seats, man. You know, I get bet if they released, in the seats. if they released both of them, I bet it would have done. I bet it would have worked. Yeah, yeah. I don't that. What? <laughs> if they were like, here's release the, both cuts. Release both cuts. Yeah. Throw in their other, or like you know, after the original one was out for a little while, go oh, and here's like the, they used to do that shit all the time with Pixar movies. Did they? Would, they? Yeah, they would send out like Toy Story, and then they would go like like a couple weeks later after the movie had been out and like the box office draw started to go on, go down a little bit. This was like I think before DVDs and stuff. They would go like oh, we'll come to the theater for new additional scenes or something or like bloopers and shit, and they would just throw that shit at the end of the credits. And you would get like an, an extra couple scenes or something from the movie to get, get the fuck out of here. I totally this this definitely happened because I remember seeing a Disney would to, Disney totally did it. Because I remember shit. that happening a few times where I'm like, oh, like they're trying to get people to go back into the theaters and go see see the movie again. So again, before DVDs, before you can basically just download that shit illegally. Um, not that we're suggesting that, but it's like you know that was out there as another option. So yeah, they could have. After the movie was out for a little while, I mean, how they announced that it was gonna, that an R-rated cut was coming out to uh, to DVD. So yeah, why not? Just you know, throw that out there as like, yeah, if you want to see the, the the longer cut, go ahead and see that. And you know, even if it's at a, a you know less screenings or something like that, they they would have made it made it easily. And then they would have apologized for Zack Snyder a lot sooner. I think it came out in theaters for a, a day. Really? I think so. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I might be making that up. So I don't know. Did you see it yet? Nah. 
Nah. Nah, See, it's I 20 just... bucks, and I don't think I want to own it. Yeah. I'll, I'll rent that movie. That seems like a rental or something I just don't want to pay money for. So yeah. it's still just like I'm waiting for that to be on... You know, on, uh, on 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 HBO or Netflix, or if I get on a plane for some reason, and then I'll I'll just see it there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really interested. I'm not I'm not yet ready to apologize to Zack Snyder, I guess. So. Well, we haven't seen it, so. Yeah, I know. So I can't. You I, can still so, suck it. <laughs> yeah. So then, I'm still yeah. mad about Sucker Punch, you asshole. <laughs> oh God, that movie. <laughs> not to mention the Watchmen and all the other things he's touched. You know what? I think I've softened up on my. Uh my vitriol for the Watchmen. Have you really? Eh, movie's okay. What makes you say that? What What's changed your mind? Or is it, or is it just age where you're just like, you know what? No, maybe. It, maybe. I don't know. I, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's an all right movie. Did it's you pretty hit with a brick it looks something? phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's like, the thing. Half the cast is great. Yeah, I, I think, uh, but that's that's the problem that I have with Snyder in general is that he's all style, no substance. So, that's you know, true. you watch something and it's like, well, it looks great. But at yeah. the end of the day, like, did it did it do anything for me? Was it a good story? Was it entertaining? Well, I mean, it really it really did hit pretty much all the beats of the book. Yeah. But it just maybe it's just a maybe it's just a boring book. You know, know. It, it 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 could be that where it's like it's just something that's that's meant for the medium that it it was in. And uh, yeah, I mean, they added a lot more action than than is in that book. Yeah, well, you had to because it's like, you know, you need to sell tickets to and they can't just be like, oh, what are they going to do? Sit around and talk for a little while in this Arctic uh, power stronghold? Yeah. yeah, that sounds riveting for your cli- the climax of your movie. And then you don't actually get to see what happens. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, I did it 35 minutes ago. Here's a big yeah. squid in New York. Later, the end. <laughs> I would, I really would have liked a squid. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wish the squid was But it, it's just, it's, you know, in a world where we have, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and shit like that, it's like, eh. What do we need a big squid for right now? Like, that's not something that's going to scare people. I don't even remember what they did. It was just uh, they blamed Manhattan for uh, triggering a nuclear explosion that destroyed the city. That was it? Yeah. Yeah, so they made it more. It was just a big blue explosion. So it was like Doc Manhattan, like, farted, and then everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Who dealt this? <laughs> and then he went on to recreate the, the DC universe. So it all ties together. They should make that movie. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Doc Manhattan farting and then making the DC, making the DC universe. A hundred percent, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours. We just we just uh, stumbled upon the uh, the the real event that'll that'll probably happen later on. Call it fart again. Fart again. <laughs> this gas shall pass. <laughs> That's a fantastic tagline. <laughs> this summer, he who smelt it. Delta. <laughs> Farts. Still funny. Still funny. I don't care who you are. Yep. <laughs> Alright, what else? So yeah, that's uh that was going on. Captain America is still a thing. Um, you know, you're all still idiots. You're welcome. If you did apologize for Nick Spencer, I do want to hear about it. I do want to hear how he took it. I feel like uh you know, it's like I did. He, was was it courteous? Were you a, were you an a, 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 an actual human being and not a total asshole? Like what happened there? <laughs> did you, yeah, did you just go? Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll still read your comic book. That's the thing. I, I'm betting that. How what percentage of the people that bought and complained about issue one do you think went out and bought issue two? 
all at least 80 percent 80 percent yeah at least. Consider, considering that book i went don't know what their back, sales numbers though were for neither do i but two. i know that i know that issue one went back for i think at least a third printing so holy shit it went to three. Oh wow yeah i think they i think they did second and third at the same time but, oh okay which is a stupid thing like i i hate i hate hearing the news about like whoa we sold out and this because the way the comics work is that they, they 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 print just enough that they need to to sell the book. So it's basically like, well, we printed and sold all of them, and then someone came back and said, "Hey, can I get another one of these?" And we're like, "We're sold out, guys! Crazy! Make another printing!" Like, it's kind of stupid the way that the comics uh, order system system works, but that's it. So then you can get the press releases out saying like, "Guess what? It's going back to press because it was so popular." Yeah. Be sure to get your copy, folks. Like really, it's just that you printed exactly how many people ordered, and then people wanted more. So yeah. you could print exactly, you know, however many you want, guys. That's how this thing works. But that's comics. That's how that shit works. I still haven't read it. I want to read it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like we do this podcast. I'm wait for a trade, I guess. We do this podcast called Raging Nerd on, and we haven't seen Batman versus Superman. <laughs> we haven't read Captain America. You know, it's like. We're, we're Whatever, not, we're looking yeah. up the stories at least. We, we know just as much as the idiots on Twitter about it. So yeah. That's it. We're, we're somehow better at <laughs> dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're better than them because we just we read it and didn't lose our fucking minds about it. <laughs> but, you know, that's the case. Uh, Art, so let, that artwork's good. Yes, I mean, the, the book, it's good. Like, Marvel knows how to publish a comic book. Like, and they, they, they tend to... Make less stupid mistakes than, than DC does, but you know DC seems to be writing the writing that train now. So I mean, it has me more interested in their books than I have been in in years. So yeah. I'm I'm fine with that. <clears throat> so all right, let's talk let's talk about Game of Thrones then because yes, that shit ended. Now what I loved about this season of Game of Thrones was that it finally passed the books because I read the books, I was a fan of the books, I still am. But there was this like air, this mentality of people that read the books. They're like, I know, Lording over I everything. know what's going yeah. to happen because I read the books and there's so <laughs> much more detail. I know these things are going to happen already. Oh, I know the Red Wedding. That's going to happen. And it's like, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're like a Valley Girl when I talk to them. I'm sure George R. R. Martin fans aren't like that, but I, I like it. No, I, like, I, yeah, I, like I think this. it totally works. Um, like that's why like there were video there were reaction videos to the red wedding because like all right there are people that read the book and knew what was going on and then they they recorded people that hadn't read the books watching that episode losing their minds yeah which was hilarious but you so can't this do that season, now you can't do that now we're all in in uncharted waters and I love it so yeah. now it's like you got nothing fans okay Fuck you just, yeah and but then they're like they never finished in that book yeah <laughs> now and then I love it though because it's like they're in this impasse like well. I don't want the, I don't want to ruin the books by watching the show. So what do I do? <laughs> people are going to watch the show and then fucking talk about it. Or you're not going to be able to go on Twitter or Facebook for at least 24 to 48 hours after each episode airs. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Hold the door, motherfuckers, okay? <laughs> so Aww. I love it. Yeah, so never, yeah <laughs> single tear. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's all right. He could come back as a fucking like, zombie ice king. Oh, of course you will, right? That would be fucking sweet. But, That'd be uh, awesome. Yeah, it's all right because it's it's just how Bran does. He ruins everything. So he sure does. Fuck did it the very first chapter of the book where he's like, "Oh, what's this going on? You guys are fucking in here. That's cool. Oh god!" And then fell off. Fucking... <laughs> I've started a giant war. <laughs> I started... My bad. 
Oh no, I don't have any legs. Um, that's it. This is George. This is Game of Thrones for dummies, folks. Like it's the Cliff Notes version. Oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> so uh, look yeah. at my dogs. They're big. This guy's little. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big wall okay we've described the size of everything in the westeros that's it oh dragons they're small and they get big oh it's hot out here <laughs> it's hot out here look at all these slaves <laughs> that's it so we're already up to what like season three or four that's fire fire is green now the end now it's on the water um million a bunch of kings uh that one's dead so is that one he Fuck. took his wiener away <laughs> yep <laughs> Is that guy an asshole? Uh, <laughs> an asshole. We're <laughs> talking about anybody at that point. So many yeah. But so all right. So this season six, I think, was every fanboy's dream. Like, it was. There were so many things that built up, and you're like, man, I fucking hate that guy. I hope he gets his due. He did. That Ramsey Bolton, obviously. Yeah. Look, good guys had it. The good yeah, guys really good had guys a great season finale, right. huh? You know, George R. R. Martin is known for like you. You can't get too close to a character, like yeah. You know, and and people freaked the fuck out when it looked like Jon Snow was dead at the end of season five yeah. because that was also matched up to the books. Like the end of the last book had him stabbed and bleeding out somewhere. So you're like, oh fuck, like this shit's going down. Um, like we don't know if he's alive or dead. So, and, and TV fans had to sit through that for the entire, you know, off season wondering the same thing. And then like, even reading into things about like, they see Kit, the actor Kit Harrington out like somewhere and he's like, he's still got long hair. So he's obviously coming back. He's not dead. Um, I saw a a bit with him on, it might've been Jimmy Fallon where he said, uh, he got pulled over and he's like, oh, you're going fast. And he's like. It's like, I'll let you off if you tell me if you're alive or dead in season six. And he, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm still alive. And he goes, all right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. Pretty awesome. So, uh, I mean, every everything delivered. It was like, Jon Snow is still alive. You've got Ramsey Bolton gets his due. The the Starks retake Winterfell. The, uh, uh, Dan- Daenerys, take, you know, hangs out, gets back with Tyrion, which was like, I'm like, they just need to hang out. And the dragons are fucking killing people, you know. Every everything just fucking fired on all cylinders with this book or the book this show, uh, yeah. I loved it. So it's just like I can't believe all these good things are happening. But like I have this, I have this thing from from years of watching shows, uh, handled by Joss Whedon that it's like something good is happening. That means something awful is just around the corner. Well, yeah, zombies, Cersei and zombies. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, fucking uh, what? Benjen, cold, st- cold hands, or whatever the hell his name is. So it's like. <laughs> conveniently dropped how there's a bunch of magic stones in the wall and it's like oh yeah they can't go past it because because there's magic shit in the wall you're welcome bye and just fucking <laughs> throw it away so it's like yeah. as long as the wall stands they're good so now it's like okay can they they'll, they'll have to try to break down the wall and maybe they'll do it with hodor yeah something so, yeah those still yeah wall's coming down it's gotta come down yeah, because that would be that would be a fucking epic thing but then at that point like does anyone care like it's gonna be like the end of a grindhouse movie where everyone fucking dies because it's just gonna be rampaging in of everyone and by that point like cersei and everyone else will have killed each other and then what well i guess by that point you'll have daenerys coming back up with where their dragons and just be yeah you're you're we're cool we got this you're well dragons are cool things. yeah <laughs> that's it they can just fucking burn them all up and they're done of course, she'll be sidetracked for, like, half the fucking final season and not be able to get the dragons to the zombies, so. 
It's a long, long ride up there. But I mean, look, if, if no, it's not. If, it's like a two day walk to anywhere in that whole. Place. It is. Well, I mean, look, Boris, Boris <laughs> managed to get all the way to Dorne and then back in like one episode. So it's ridiculous. That was kind of stupid. But yeah, the travel it. traveling is insane. It's a, you know what traveling is in Game of Thrones? It's the map on Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's how people get around. The first few pages of the book where they actually showed a map. And then it was like, here you go, and you know, just like click here, boop boop, and they're done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great, but it's stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, every—I mean, Arya, Arya killing uh, the Frey. Yeah, uh, fuck Walder Frey, all the Freys. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, that was a, that was just brutal. Yeah, just feeding him. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's it just it leaves it. I made you eat your children. I made you eat your children. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> what I didn't want to happen was I wanted Arya to go and, and hang out with Daenerys and Tyrion because then you have like kind of like the castoffs of all the families, and then it'll just, get there, right? It, it'll and, get like, there. She's gonna make like, her way back to Winterfell. And... Yeah, I wanted to see her like work as an assassin for Danny and just going out and fucking killing people and getting I, her. Revenge. I guarantee you that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> so fucking... Yeah, the next two seasons are going to be amazing. Once everybody hooks up together. Yeah. It, that's it's it. it's going to be awesome. The the fact that Danny's finally going to Westeros is the thing that everyone has been waiting for since the first eight years, I guess. In, when, like, <laughs> when the dragon's hashed and you're like, fuck yeah, it's going to happen. Mm. She's going to ride across the waves. Everything's going to happen. Like, it's about fucking time. Because it's always yeah. this thing of like, well, I'm going to go free the Marine. Who the fuck is Marine? Who? <laughs> Go over there where all the action is. You're the only <laughs> one here. No one cares about these people. Sorry, that sounds a little bit racist because they're all slaves. But like, come on, no one cares what's going on here. No one talks about Marine in Westeros. They're all over there. She had to go there to get a giant fucking army. Yeah, it just took a really. But she even when she had the army, she's like, I'm gonna hang out in this pyramid. Why? Go home. <laughs> like, is that the whole fucking point of your story? You have to establish, like, a leadership and a governing body before you just split. Yeah, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, fuck it. You're right. She should have just left. She could have gotten back there in an afternoon anyway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She could have fucking taken the the fucking, the the warp drive or whatever fucking tube from Mario Brothers and just (laughs) right over to the eighth the eighth level and been done with it. But uh, no, no. She fucking took her time with it and, and ugh. But no, people are starting to come together. See, so you've got the the the, the squid yeah. people whose name uh, Greyjoys going together. Like it's just, and I and it's funny like how that that was a kind of a path to redemption too, where that was like for a Theon, yeah, yeah, that was a much bigger storyline in the books anyway of the of the whole King's Moot and shit like that, where there were like a couple, there was like one or two more brothers that were that were vying for the crown, and then there was like this other guy who was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go and get. And get uh, Daenerys as, and make her my wife, and I'm gonna be the king of every uh, the Iron of uh, no, the, uh, the the Squid Island. Or why am I blanking this? The uh, Squid, not River Run. What the the, the, yeah, that's that garbage island where somehow yeah. they have, Iron Islands. The Iron they have put so much wood, but no fucking trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all made of fucking rocks and stone and, and yeah. sand and shit like that. But <laughs> what was one thing that that didn't make it into the show, which I get and like it makes sense, is because it, it would just make it so more much more convoluted. Was there were two other people that were flying around that that, that one was one was um the other Prince of Dorne. Who went out? Did you read the books? I don't remember. Did you? Nah. All right. So there was another. Nah, they made a show. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
there was another Prince of Dorne who got sent away, and you found find out that he gets sent. He was sent to Daenerys to try to uh, because he was uh, what is it? The first fuck fuck fuck. The Princess of Dorne was supposed to marry Daenerys's older brother, that asshole guy who got the the golden. Was, yeah. Um, and then since that fell through, they're like, well, you the the son should marry Daenerys. And he went out there to go and, and, and try to set that up. And then he gets there and he's like, I'm going to marry you. And he, and, and Daenerys is like, bitch, please. I got dragons. Like, <laughs> what, am I gonna do? what are you going to do for me? But there was also her, fuck, what is it? Her brother or her, there was another, there was another, um, the fuck is it? Targaryen out there. I'm I'm blanking on it now. And someone right now, some like racist. John Snow. <laughs> no, not him. It was, it was another thing. But like, there was another Targaryen who was out there. Whether it was, I don't think it was her brother or was another kid of, maybe it was the kid of Rhaegar. I don't know. It was some other kid was out there, and he and then he started like just rampaging around, not like around Dorne, but like maybe a little bit farther north of it. And then it was like, yeah, we're raising the banners for dragons now. And it was like, well, shit, like he's there. So now he's going to fight with Daenerys and like over it. It's like, there's a bunch of cool shit, but like, I get why they took it out of the books or out of the show, because it's like, yeah, it's going to be too convoluted to put all that shit in there. It Which makes... it already is. The it show already... is already. I mean, but... it's much more streamlined now that half the fucking cast is dead. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot less players, a lot less people you have to worry about. Yeah. But man, like the next two seasons are gonna be nuts. Like, yeah, they're gonna be fantastic. It should just be all all climax. You know, it's all like the end of the uh, end of a big action movie where it's Fuck like, yeah, you got dragons, you've got zombies, you've got whatever. You've got a fucking Cersei Sith too. Lord. Cersei <laughs> is a Sith Lord now. <laughs> man, and that is she is just so fucking brutal. Yeah, she's amazing. Lena Headey is fucking incredible so, in that show. I just love like the calculated setup of everything like it's like damn she is a super villain like yeah she, she is more of a villain than anything we've seen in any of the superhero movies in the past 10 years like fuck yeah she barely yeah. gave a shit that tommen was dead <laughs> no, no, at this point she's like fuck it this is what's got to be done i lost my son to the faith like i'm kind of bummed that they killed the, Ty the tyrells too yeah gotta love natalie dormer oh yeah she was great, yeah. But I love, but because she clearly had something else going on, and I'm like, oh. yeah, I thought she was gonna like, I thought there was gonna be a big plan that unfolded for the Tyrells, yeah. and then no, oh, you blow it up. They're all <laughs> dead, so now there's just the old lady. Um, this but, like, dumb old fuck screwed your plan up real bad. Because yeah. <laughs> like, there was the whole prophecy with uh, Cersei where she would lose her kids and she would be like, uh, like uh, usurped by a by a younger, prettier woman. Which I guess it wasn't. It's not Marjorie. It's gonna be Daenerys. It's gonna be Danny. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty fucking crazy. So yeah, I thought it was gonna be Marjorie too. Yep. I mean, that was the obvious choice. I guess that's the red herring of it, where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that's out there. But man, such a so like even with that, and I'm still like, yeah, I'm totally down. Like this is great. I love it. Yeah. Everything the last the last two episodes of the season that's, were fucking it's brilliant. Just, it was just like I said, fanboy's dream. It was yeah. everything you could have wanted was there. And so, it was nice that stuff happened because this season was slow as fucking hell <laughs> look at like you had the hodor thing earlier on oh yeah that was like, cool but like, like i can't like Arya's storyline up until the end there it was like God, oh, that took forever that did man it was like this and again because she's out there on the side so it's like all the actions happening in westeros and she's out there and what was it bravos like yeah right like just fucking get get on with it all right like yeah 
just go and do something. So everybody get back to civilization and fuck each other up. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. That's it. And, and man, are they delivering on that in spades? So yeah, you know, I there. So there, there's gonna be the next two seasons. They're ending with season eight, and they're supposedly making like six, seven episode seasons mm-hmm. for the next two seasons. Why don't they just fucking make one more slightly longer season? Because it costs a lot of money to do that. Oh, okay. I think right. like I, mean, I, I didn't I, think about that. Yeah, because that's that's the thing. Like they gotta they gotta push that out, and then like I'm sure there's contracts involved where it's like they they only have them for this amount of time or something that's like true. that. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's it's never like mind. Con- <laughs> that, that's what I would guess because it's like yeah, they're gonna have to push that out, start the publicity machine going, and then like it would build up even more because yeah, if, if you have people binging, you know, 15 episodes or so, like yeah, it's gonna be. Oh, wow, that's it. I mean, because that shows takes a lot to make. I'm sure, like with all the extras, yeah. all the locations, yeah. the scenes, the, the the scenery and everything. They build the sets, like they're all different areas and stuff. Like, you know, the the wall looks completely different than King's Landing. Looks completely different than Dorne. Like, they're all different areas. Like, it it's gonna take a long time to shoot all that stuff. So, like, yeah. Let's... Oh, did you see for the, the when when. Britain left the uh, the European Union. That everybody like the only reason America gave a shit was because they were worried it was going to affect Game of Thrones shooting. <laughs> I didn't see that. Like that's the thing that they're upset about. Like you, you're not worried about the world economy American. suffering or anything, but yep. Game of Thrones. Oh, by the way, that's not a thing. <laughs> they yeah. have two years to leave the union. They, it didn't happen overnight, guys. There's two more seasons coming. They're going to be done filming by the time this this so union is kicking Britain the fuck yeah. out. And, uh, assholes. And I'm glad that we're talking about this on the 4th of July because, you know, you know, don't tread on me. America, we don't give a fuck what happens in Britain. We know? sure don't. Because <laughs> it's just Game as long as I get my Game of Thrones and, <laughs> and Harry Potter, whenever that's going to come out. <laughs> so, I, yeah. Well, that's it. Harry Potter, they're doing – well, they're doing that other movie, which it's like – I don't even know when that's coming out. But that's the thing. That's like a way – I pre- think it's November. I don't know. I don't it doesn't know have everyone in it, but they're doing the. They're making like officially, I guess, another book because they're making that play out in out in the UK, that is then going to be uh, written or, or the screenplay or something's going to be released so that way you can read it. The uh, the further adventures of, of Harry Potter. I didn't know they were doing that. I thought it was just going to be the play. Okay. No, it's the play, and then they're gonna they're gonna release it as a book or a screenplay or something. But yeah, so that way because that's I'm the thing. Like, everyone that. in like, no, because everyone in America is like, what the like how come i can't come on like that shit's not coming to broadway in a year give me a break i don't know well i think it's i'm sure it's already sold you know however many tickets you know it probably sold faster than hamilton did so it's like yeah Yeah, of course in there but uh yeah that's out there i i thought i saw someone on twitter talk about harry potter comics but i don't know if that was oh that's fake that's fake okay yeah i got fooled okay (laughs) that's not happening it would make dc got the uh publishing rights for Harry Potter comics. It would make sense because I mean they Warner Brothers made the movies, so it wouldn't be that, you know, far far of an outcry. Or no, something. but yeah. It, yeah, it's it's it was a practical joke. Yeah, because I mean I would I would believe it. Like the fact that they're having, yeah. I'm sure that the people have been circling them for a while to try to get them, but like yeah, even if you just adapted them into comics, I'm sure that would be great. Like they would they, sell. I'm sure that they would try to make original stories, right? Yeah, but like, like they, they... start with them and then fill in. I don't know, fill in the shit that happens on on the summer break or some other bullshit. You know, like yeah, 
even if you just did that, like what I did on my summer vacation by Harry Potter, like sure. I mean, that, yeah, you would you could just do whatever happens after Voldemort's dead, or yeah, or even do the stuff happened before, you know, the the adventures yeah. of his parents and the, the original yeah. Phoenix, like that would be that would be a that's goal. a that's a big world that that's that would a, be ripe for comics. Yeah, because you can explore all that shit. I mean, look, if they made years and years of extended universe stuff for uh for Star Wars, like, and those were books yeah. that, they didn't even have any pictures, like you yeah. could. Could do all kinds of shit for comics, like just well, even fuck. If... They went twenty thousand years into the past. <laughs> <laughs> like you could do like any, and if you slapped Harry Potter, Harry Potter's name on anything comic book related, it would it would just be like it would be. It would probably save Star comics. <laughs> it would be rivaling Star Wars. Like it yeah. would be that that level in terms of like suddenly people are like, wait, what is this? I can go into a store and read this every month. Wait a minute, yeah. Harry Potter's a Nazi. I'm burnt. I was just gonna say, <laughs> oh, excellent, <laughs> nicely done. Wait, Harry Potter's a Nazi. <laughs> what a twist! Hail Slytherin. <laughs> He's really been in Slytherin all along. That's the twist. That's the twist. There we go. All right. He, he pushes. He pushes a. I don't know what's his name. That ginger kid that he hangs out yeah, with yeah, <laughs> out of, off, yeah. off of a broom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he says, and then he says in parcel tongue, "Hail Slytherin." That's it. <laughs> oh my God, J.K. Rowling, call us up. We got, we got <laughs> yeah. something for you. Well, we'll right? write these for yeah, you. We'll write it for you. All right. <laughs> I'll, well, and then we'll just draw it with stick figures and shit, and we'll still make millions of dollars. Yeah. Good thing too, because I there can't we go. draw. <laughs> yeah, I know. We we can't nail the likenesses of Daniel Radcliffe anytime yeah. soon, but. No. Sticks, though. Fuck, I would totally read that book. I'll give him a big stick dick. How's that, J.K. Rowling? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, the for you. that's how That's how I always imagined him. <laughs> and I was drawing Harry Potter, who was a child. Oh, my God, I don't like where this is going at all. Um, yeah, the, I would totally read that book. Like, if of, of you know, the, the misadventures of the evil Harry Potter. Like, yeah, that'd be read. Draco Malfoy, like, does something to change reality, and then... And he's the good kid, and then uh, he see it all comes back at the end because Draco can't live up to it. He can't be as 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 confident and strong as Harry Potter was, so he loses to Voldemort, and the whole fucking world go, implodes. And then it's like, I made a horrible mistake. You're right, Harry Potter. This is great. This is great. Is, I think is they great. just shape it up. If yeah. only we knew somebody who could like make a text-based internet game mm. that could put this out there. I don't know, man. I retired. People could experience. I was. It. Just... I don't want to get punched in the face again. <laughs> if only we could get the rights to a multi-million dollar franchise from Warner Brothers or J.K. Rowling. It's probably not that hard. Just tell them that one of us is Zack Snyder. That's it. And we'll get, and we'll get Robert Downey Jr. to star. Yes. These are facts. <laughs> but we could totally do it. Just don't call him. All right? That's cool. And it'll just be you with a goatee acting it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm Robert Downey Jr. That's how he sounds, right? Don't sounds like call Dudley, me, I'm Dudley, busy. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, we had this great idea and then we just squandered it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Sorry. Right. Can't follow through. What <laughs> 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 else? You had a you had a Batman book you wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk. Oh about. yeah, and um, I have a Batman book to talk about as well. Nice. So you talk about your Batman book first okay uh i read jackie for uh father's day got me uh this is this is just released this month it's called dark knight a true batman story and it's written by 
Paul Dini. And if that sounds familiar, it's because he's responsible for the greatest cartoon of your childhood. The greatest cartoon in the history of everyone's street childhood. Street sharks. But, yes, street sharks. <laughs> this is a graphic novel about street sharks. <laughs> um, Okay, on they page my, one... They finally got my letter to have the Batman Street Sharks crossover. It's really good. In in, uh, in the first third of the book, Rash dies because <laughs> Batman accidentally shoots him with a harpoon because he spoiler thinks he's alert. a bad guy. Oh, he thinks uh, he's oh, right, crop, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> Dark Knight, a true Batman story. <laughs> Written by Paul Dini. Um, heavily responsible for Batman the Animated Series. Um, who, who, my favorite comic of all time. Who drew the book? Uh, I don't know who he is, but Eduardo Riso. Oh, he did uh, 100 Bullets. Okay, I, yeah, I've never read 100 Bullets yet. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I never finished it, but I'm rereading it from the beginning, and uh, it's, that's a great premise. That's a that book's a phenomenal oh, it's so premise. good. It's it's really and that artwork, it's just it looks sleazy the way he draws it, and it just works so well with it. I'm, that that's what I was going to say about this book. Uh, his um, well, I'll talk about the writing and i yeah. guess the plot first before i go to what eduardo's done for this um this is about uh I, I it's not really spoiling it because this is well documented and it was in the news but paul dini while he was writing mask of the phantasm that movie that came out during christmas it was the batman animated series movie that was, that was actually in theaters it was in theaters yeah it came out christmas fucking day um he was uh viciously fucking mugged and beaten within an inch of his life one night while, while he was walking home from a restaurant. And uh, this book is about him trying to f- put his life back together and figure out how to live like a normal human being. Um, I'm not sure how to talk about this. I should have. I've heard him speak about it, but that's it. Like, you know, and how Batman kind of, helped him come out of that like he went yeah through a pretty uh, horrible experience and you know it's to the point where it's like he doesn't even want to go outside anymore no um it's <laughs> like it just it completely breaks him he's on the, he's not on the verge of losing his job because from the book it seems like everyone at work is, is really supportive over at warner brothers of him they're like hey we need you we need your pages but you know get better and this and that. And he's like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And they're, they're pushing him into coming into work and trying to get his life back together. It's, it's, it seems he, he writes it as it, it's almost like not a friendship at work, but like they do care about him and they don't want him to destroy himself. But he, I mean, he does, he just goes into a deep depression and just fills it with alcohol and fucking laziness and self pity and fear. And, uh, it's it's all the with the way he writes it's also fucking palpable and um one of the biggest not twists but gimmicks maybe for lack of a better word of the book is he talks to himself through batman characters so like when things are happening and when he's talking to friends of his or something a, a character from batman will pop up and start playing devil's advocate and but like Batman and the Joker are at the forefront of the people who are talking to him, really. And Batman is obviously he's the paragon of justice and everything. He's trying to tell him like you can't like you're being pathetic. You're you're failing me. This is this isn't what I taught you to do. Get yourself up. Take a self defense class. Smarten up. Um, 
get on with your life. You have to, you have to do good in this world. And the Joker, on the other hand, is like, is just, you know, keep trying to keep feeding him booze and trying to get him to buy a gun and shit. And uh, it's it's fantastic. The, the the book, especially the part where he's buying a gun, it's it's it, it's almost a punch in the balls when he when in front of Batman he says, "I'm, I'm going to buy a gun," and uh, it's fucking awesome. That's, no, it sounds great. Like it's 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 funny. Like while while you were talking, it just reminded me of this other book that had a kind of like a similar I, a premise in that you know of using uh, uh you know a comic book character to to help balance like a horrible thing that's happening in your life. But I read. Have you ever heard of It's a Bird? It was a Vertigo. It was another no. Vertigo graphic novel that came out um a few like at least ten years ago. But it's about a guy who is. Um, he gets an assignment to write Superman and he all, and I think, I mean, it, it's been a while since I read it and I actually just picked it out off the shelf to look at it again. But basically like it, if this guy gets an assignment to write Superman while either he or someone very close to him is dying, um, of a, of a, of a disease of some kind. So it's like, how can I balance in my head, this guy who's impervious to everything and is invincible with this real life, you know, horrible you know uncurable disease that i can't do anything about um and it's it's interesting how these you know characters like this like batman like superman you know and it could be anybody like they can help pull you out of a rut like that and and really just and and change your life and become whether you're becoming a better person or you are just you know you using them to to get you back on track like by following what they were doing or taking their advice or in this case you know uh speaking to them like like or like they're there like that is that that shows you what what these things are capable of. that gets you know to what i was talking about before like we're better than than the kind of than death threats on twitter like we're capable of these things because of these characters and this this for lack of a better word folklore is something that holds a deep meeting and can hold a very very important place in everyone's hearts and minds like to the point where this guy was like you know he was on the verge of, of well he went out and bought a gun and it's like that's that's fucked up like that, that you're in a dark place and batman pulled him out you know yeah um it's <clears throat> folklore folklore is a perfect word for it i mean it's it's nothing new like we've seen this in like in my favorite book of all time preacher this is that's a heavy heavy thing like jesse custer sees uh what's his fucking name john wayne john wayne all the time i like the, we always have everybody's got that fictional character that they talk to at their worst or best moments to see if yeah to, mine's, just to mine's, just to play off your own thoughts yeah mine's dark hawk you know, Dark-Hawk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god i don't want to do not... this with you anymore <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's wrong with, with popular 90s action uh, comic heroes? Dark Hawk. I could have said Super Pro, but I didn't because I don't oh, like Jesus. football. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Fuck <laughs> Super Pro. Trying to bring sports in my comic. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to get me to like sports and comics. Who do yeah. you think you are? Fuck you. Get him, Dark Hawk. <laughs> get him, Dark Hawk. <laughs> Radical. He <laughs> <laughs> just. Hopped on his skateboard and fought him. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Darkhawk I mean... never had a skateboard. <laughs> you are, you thinking of, are you thinking of Poochie? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's my third. That's my third go-to. When Darkhawk is unavailable, I go. To, I, I chat up. <laughs> so the book is amazing, and it really it just it's 
it's honest and earnest and incredibly heartfelt and it just it it rips your fucking heart out pretty regularly and 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 does a wonderful job of making you feel uh sympathy and compassion for a guy that you don't know um i mean i'm not that that we don't know but uh, you know, he's you been know, a huge part of my life since I, didn't I was even, a kid. I didn't even know this happened until the announcement of the book came out. Like, when they started talking about it, when the press release came out saying, like, hey, this book is coming. Like, I had no idea. No. And and it was something like, you know, look, I mean, Mask of the Phantasm came out, what, like, 95, 96? Yeah, somewhere like, around there, yeah. So I was in fifth or sixth grade. Like, I was, I was just like, Batman, it's great. Like, I don't know anything about what's going on. That was before the internet, so that was like... You know, that, it's not like you could just read about something like that. Right. So I had no idea. And then I heard about it. It's like, oh, my God. Like, this is – this is so something that came out – This that, something that happened to him 20 years ago. And, yeah, he came out of it. He was able to, to still be a productive member of society and still do everything that he's doing now and accomplish great things in, in comics and television. Um, but it's like he didn't let this break him. And he it took him – I don't know if it took him, took him this long to tell this story in this way like or feel comfortable enough to do it. But he was able to do it because of Batman. Like, that's yeah, great. Um, it's. I mean, there's not there's not a happy ending. Um, wait, so, it, so he doesn't like, catch the Joker? He <laughs> doesn't catch the Joker. But I mean, it's it's a real ending. This is this is a real event that happened to a real human being, and it 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 goes out. It doesn't go out of its way. It's, it's the point of the book, I guess. But it shows very very well uh, that. Depression's not something that you can just kill and fucking be and be done with it. It's it's like this this was a terrible event in his life and it's always going to be with him. But uh, and and that's the thing. There, there's Bat- always Batman. Like, Batman's always with him too. Yeah, and Batman can't punch depression. Like he can't no. fight that. You know, he can't fight cancer. He can't fight those things. But you know, he can help you deal with them yeah some... I, I mean there's people it, it does it, it just goes to show that there's people in your life that are doing as much as they can to help you with what you're going through and uh sometimes they're it, a fictional character and that's okay yeah I, but it's this is it's turned into one of my top three favorite books of all time wow this book is this book is outstanding um it's told in a, an incredibly cool way like it opens up with him pitching a story pitching his story to I'm, I'm like at least i guess a movie studio but he's putting like all the panels are storyboards he's putting up the storyboards as he's talking and telling it with comic book panels and it's fucking awesome which brings me to eduardo riso whose art is fucking out it, it just it serves us incredibly and uh he does a, a few different types of styles like so like he does a a pretty excellent um Wiley Coyote reference early on in the beginning, and it looks like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of like it, he washes out a lot of stuff sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's, it's sometimes it's vibrant. Sometimes it's just visceral and fucking gross. And sometimes it's it's happy and light and uh, just looks like a regular comic book. But um, throughout it all, it looks like it's fucking filmed in the seventies. His art is sleazy. Yeah. He has, and... he has a great style. Uh, he did, I just looked it up too. He did the flashpoint tie in, um, the, ba- I think the Batman one that, uh, I didn't read it. Well, that one was, was one of the good ones where, where, um, was that with him and Martha were really going at it or yeah. Oh no. When, when Thomas, Thomas Wayne, what well, were instead of, instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne being shot, it was Bruce Wayne that got shot and yeah. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. 
So, so oh, it was just the origin of that. It, yeah, it was kind of that. So it's like, well, it's not even the origin. It's just like they kind of go back and show that in in in, in flashback and stuff. So that was that was good. Like it was one of the good ones, and he has that art style that just works. Yeah, with... it's just it's fucking eye popping. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Like he does, he uses shadow very well. Yeah, like, he he'll sure show does. a silhouette. Or, like, he'll just show, you'll see a panel that's all black except for someone's eyes and their mouth. So it's almost like a Cheshire cat yeah. look. Uh, and it just, it works so well. He's a great artist. So Yeah. Uh, just throwing it out there, one of my favorite Poison Ivy is is drawn by him in this book. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it looks, it, his art's incredible. Every Everybody looks great. Um, God, just flipping through it now. It, it's it's so much of it is so different. Like it almost feels like it's a different fucking artist a lot of the time. But for one guy to do such a varied amount of work on on one story is mm-hmm. incredible. Like top top to bottom, this book is outstanding and could be pretty important for a lot of people who are going yeah. through the same kind the of thing. thoughts that Dini went through. Yeah. So it's like anyone that has been through some horrible experience like that. Well, look, this is. You know something that you know they could read to kind of help them get through it. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it, I highly recommend it. Dark Knight, a true Batman story, written by Paul Dini, one of just absolutely responsible for some of the best Batman stories ever ever told. So. So in a in a somewhat related thing, but only in a very very minor way, I too have a Batman book to talk about, and it is called Bedtime for Batman, a new <laughs> children's book. Which is the perfect bedtime book for Dark Knight fans. It's just laughed out of fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is coming in August from uh, Capstone Books. Um, they were kind enough to send me an advanced copy of this. Nice. Specifically to talk about on this podcast, sir. So, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Seriously? So I, got the, I got the press release from horror, for Horror Talk, and I'm like, well, it's not really a Horror Talk thing, but like I could talk about it on on a pot, on my podcast where I talk about it with, a, with another nerd dad, and, and then it just showed up in the mail two days later. So... This wow, book, awesome. So the thorough, obvious, not just Batman is the connection, but the art in this book is definitely influenced by Batman the Animated Series. The look Excellent. of all the characters are definitely Batman the Animated Series yeah, from the Bruce, Bruce Timmy. Yeah, but it's this light, nice little um, uh, kid's book. It's written by Michael Dahl with art by Ethan Beavers. And uh, it's basically like on one side of the book, you've got the, this little kid getting ready for bed. And then on the other side of the book, you've got Batman getting out and fighting crime. So it's things uh-huh. like, you know, it's time to prepare. And the kid's walking up the stairs and Bruce Wayne's walking into the Batcave. And then uh, it says like, all right, he he glides through the shadows or there's there before he can rest. There is business to take care of. And it's the kid going into the bathroom to go and take a bath. And then it's Batman going into the sewers to fight the Joker <laughs> and Harley <laughs> Quinn and everybody. And it's like, That's it's, red. it's adorable. It's this great thing. I've already read it to my kids like two or three times because, and they keep asking for it. So it's definitely something great. that's worth checking out. And again, the, the artwork works. works. All right. It works. So it's like, and, and the kid's going through like his regular routine while wearing Batman pajamas the whole time. That's and fantastic. then on the other side, like Batman's, you know, he, they don't, they don't show him like, punching people in the throat or anything but they do show him like locking up the bad guys and that's that's where the kid's putting away his toys and it's like all right this mm-hmm. stuff it just makes sense like and it's so perfect and uh it's definitely uh you know a great kids book i've been on the lookout for like more just better kids books like there's a lot of really shitty kids books out there and it's just like like 
anyone can write one, it seems, because it's just like, oh, yeah. I don't know, there's a kangaroo, and he loses his apple, and then he goes, he walks around, he finds, he asks a bunch of people for the apple, but everyone's got other fruit, and then he gets out, and he finally finds his apple, and his mom had it the whole time, and she cut it up for him, and then he eats it and hugs him, and, he, and she says he loves him in the end. And that's, a, yeah. that's like, and I, I'm paraphrasing that, but I'm, I'm telling you, that's probably about, like, 65 to 70 percent of the kids books that are out there right it's so fucking frustrated because i'm like oh this is another bullshit book but there's been a bunch of them that have popped up especially like the nerdy ones like this one that that the, I, mean, I say nerdy but like you know t- diving into pop culture and stuff like neil gaiman has a really fucking creepy abc book out there that is fucking terrifying neil gaiman or edward gory neil gaiman okay it's I, I i i it's like the dangerous alphabet or something like that but yeah. I've, read it, I've read it a few times to my kid, and I'm like, I'm scared about this book. Like, We have a couple of really good – Neil Gaiman has a few kids' books, and they're really good. We have we have one that's uh, – one is – oh, also, they're drawn by Dave McKean, the, the, the last guy on earth who should be drawing a, kill, a children's book. <laughs> but, um, Dave McKean, listeners, is uh, very, very, very famous very fa- famously drew uh, Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And uh, that book is terrifying. And he has he worked with Neil Gaiman on this one that I'm looking at now called "The Day I Swapped My Dad for Two Goldfish," <laughs> and <laughs> and um, uh, crazy hair. And they're both very good. And they're both written by Neil Gaiman and uh, yeah, just, drawn by McKean. I just looked up on on Amazon. He's got a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of them apparently. Who'd have thought? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the one that I, I was just talking about, the Dangerous Alphabet, is really creepy it's got art by grizz grimly it's just this very like kind of like gnarly looking style but there's like it's 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 like a weird thing about like you know kids being kidnapped and like you know there's pirates and monsters and all this crazy shit and then like um at the end it's just like it's like these kids playing make-believe like out in a little boat or something like that but it's like oh like you just you did all these things to to scare the shit out of everybody like this is really <laughs> terrifying <dude. laughs> So no, I now I'm gonna look up a bunch of these and and pick up some of these for my kids because I mean that's the other thing, kids books cost like five dollars so it's sure like yeah nothing uh but no now I'm definitely gonna have to check these out for them um because it's like that was like the one one year I just asked for like all right like w- like what could we get like Parker from my, my youngest one I'm like he's got like everything he could possibly need right now and books books like, books and he's one so I'm like just get the kid a bunch of books so we have yeah. like, a ton of them but I'm going through them and I was like this is weird this is dumb I don't like this one yeah so, I get, so many are phoned in I mean he's I mean he's one <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. So yeah, there's a bunch more I'm gonna to try to look out for for him. But yeah, if you uh, there, I want to talk about this at another uh, at a later date too, because some of the could the good kids books that I've seen out recently are definitely worth talking about. Yeah, let's do that because we um, I mean, our our kids seven, but Jackie is excellent at finding really truly great kids books. And uh, yeah, we should definitely talk about kids yeah. books on it. No, definitely, that'd be fun. Both we're both nerd dads, and that'll be something we can actually we'd actually have an opinion on. So let's, yeah, yeah that'll yeah. be a future episode as well. But I think we're we're we've we've been going for over an hour now, so we're, oh we're all set goodness. here. This is yeah, man. We had a bunch of stuff to cover today, so and it, and it really worked out. So um, definitely a bulky episode, lots lots of stuff to talk about. When we talked about new uh, uh, the fart getting and um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the yeah. and yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember the context of that by this point. Like I'm so so shot by everything else we talked about, and oh, as well it was as Doctor Manhattan. Potter. That's right. <laughs> I, was, I was about to be like, oh, it was Harry Potter, right? Yeah, Harry Potter, Harry Potter was so that was nothing to do with farts, although I'm sure that would play a, a role in it. But yeah, man, that's it. Um, I think you know we're definitely gonna keep chugging along. I uh, 
Uh, we're definitely committed to doing this uh, more frequently. We're, we're, this is less than a week since the last one went up, yeah. so we'll, we'll see when we uh, we'll post this one. I haven't figured out the best time to post it, but it'll be out there, and you can definitely subscribe on iTunes. That's out there now. Be sure to do that, because um, that'll, that'll be the best way to get a hold of these episodes, but otherwise you could do it on RagingNerdOn.com. Uh, that's another place, and Google Play, apparently, so you could check that out. But... Um, if you if you have a, a you know a favorite kids book you want us to talk about it in another episode that we haven't talked about yet, uh, that'll be a topic for future um, for another episode of uh, Raging Nerd on. But uh, otherwise, hit us up ragingnerdon at gmail.com, at ragingnerdonpod on Twitter. But uh, that's about it. That's about all I got, man. What about you? No, I got nothing. Good? All right, so that's it, folks. I'm James Ferguson. BJ Booth. Nerd on, everybody.